I'm Asiel the Oracle. This is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, Episode 9. Thank you for tuning in. As I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to speak about nurturing and healing the inner child. Healing is an individual process and experience, and no one brother or sister's healing journey will look like another brother or sister's. Only you know what is good for you and what feels good to you. So please only take the information that resonates and leave behind whatever don't. The inner child is very important because it is the aspect of self that uses the imagination so confidently and freely. And today, evidence might suggest that what we think of as God may be your imagination. And I say evidence because your imagination is the aspect of self that is constantly in creation mode or constantly creating. It might be the only way we can interpret or perceive what we call God within a physical body. If you maybe can remember some times in your life where you maybe are driving and you're in autopilot or you find yourself daydreaming. Most of the time, if it's not your own worries and concerns, we find ourselves imagining a more preferred reality or experiences that feel good. And in my own experience, I would like to believe that the imagination is God. So healing the inner child is a very important step along the journey to realizing that through our thoughts and emotions, we create our own reality. So thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to our breath. And I will set the intention to gather the brothers and sisters that can benefit the most from this message. And thank you for hanging out as we discuss healing and nurturing the inner child. The child is much more spiritually evolved than is usually supposed. He often suffers, not from work that is too hard for him, but from work that is unworthy of him. Maria Montessori Maria knew the spiritual embryo and the spiritual aspect of the child. She understood that as children, we are pure positive potential and 
Only by honoring and nurturing that aspect in the child would an adult be able to access that aspect of self that is the imagination. Today, most adults view their imagination as a fictitious realm of existence where we go to pretend and this narrative might even tell the child it's just pretend or you're imagining this, right? So often we see the child living in a dual reality where some even express the knowledge of having individual guides or friends invisible friends is what some of us may have called them when we were younger so Maria not only knew the importance of the imagination but she understood the necessity to nurture this aspect of creativity within the child the child in the first six years of life is similar to a sponge we are in sensitive periods where we are absorbing the exterior world as we approach the age seven eight nine and ten you might say these are the years that the personality identity or what we call ego is developed so the first stage of the child is to receive the information from the environment they are in and then by the age of 10 the receptive aspect of the child turns into a expansive and expressive meaning the first 10 years of life that we absorbed we then start projecting that into the world and oftentimes since the imagination wasn't nurtured within the child we grow up to dismiss this very clear guidance that we receive from source and I wasn't expecting to get emotional during this episode but there are feelings coming to the surface not only for myself but for other brothers and sisters today that I know are suffering because of past traumas or events that would have happened in childhood so I do want to take a moment to collect myself and refocus so I don't let the emotions get the best of me. Earth is a realm of existence that we incarnate into to experience the illusion of separation or the idea of individuality. Before our incarnation, we 
create and choose our specific themes and lessons that we would learn. We pick our parents. We pick the state that we're born into. We pick the body that we are born into. And when we find ourselves in the physical realm, we forget we chose it. So there may be this distorted idea that the adult knows better than the child because we come in forgetful with no memory of where we come from. But if you observe the child or a little baby, you can see they are resting in well-being. And they seem so sure of themselves. And even before they can speak words, we are vocalizing that we would like our needs to be met through our crying or motions um, in the body, movements, body language. So, really, from one perspective, I see the child as the master and the adult as the student. So today, in my adulthood, I'm looking at my own inner child and asking that aspect of self. What would you like me to know today? Right? Look into the inner child. So when we want to hear the heal or nurture the inner child, what does this really mean? If we can take the age out of the equation, then we are left with imagination. This is the realm of the child where they are fully confident and need no help from the adults. It is totally self-driven. So, heal the inner child really means heal your imagination. Heal your realm of thought. To heal the mind. And as the inner child is the clear receptacle of the broadcast or transmission from source, that connection never leaves us. Your imagination never leaves you, but we turn away from it. And we might turn away from it in adulthood because as children, it's not really nurtured. So how could we nurture the inner child before that child becomes an adult? Well, we would have to understand that we are multidimensional beings and the child is coming in accessing and using more than just the five senses. So if we're healing the inner child, it is an individual experience in regards 
to whatever you went through in your life. The best way to do that is to have a conversation with that aspect of self or look back at those traumatic moments and ask the inner child, how did this work in my favor? Or you can guide the inner child through that process. This might be a version of subconscious reprogramming to go into the past and heal it to rewrite the story. So the first step to healing the inner child might be to take your power back, to know that you are not a victim. And although things may have happened to you as a child, It doesn't make you who you are today. It gave you a starting point. And depending on your ability to choose, we are either seeing ourselves in that victim mentality or taking the data and processing it in a way that we understand it benefited us and worked for our highest good. This is a very sensitive topic for myself and I'm sure for some brothers and sisters that might be listening and it's not a sad story today I do feel healed and integrated my tears come from my compassion that since I have known suffering I know a lot of you must know suffering too and I do have a protectiveness within me where I feel divinely guided to stand up for the child and be the voice of the children of the world. So, I am speaking to the inner child within you. And I first want to let you know you are so strong and you are stronger than you think you are. And it's not as bad as you think it is. In fact, it may be hard to hear. But the experiences that you went through are exactly what you needed in order for you to access the characteristics and resources that you would need to be the successful adult you are today. So if you've had a difficult childhood this is your opportunity to take your power back and ask that inner child how did this work in my favor and from one perspective you can guide that inner child and let it know that everything is working in its favor so what would that look like going to a past timeline to guide the inner child to a past timeline to heal the inner child initially you're not going to know that's what you're doing but it will rise to the surface in the form of a grievance or a grudge or the inability to move forward from a past traumatic experience so oftentimes, when we are looking back at a traumatic event or 
looking at your life as a child. This is you doing the work. But it doesn't feel like you're doing the work until you know that's what you're doing. This was me. For so long, I trapped myself in a time loop of my two-year-old self, you might say, where the most traumatic events in my life, some of the most traumatic events in my life occurred. I'm very open about my years in depression and suicidal thoughts, and a lot of that suffering came from me putting myself in a timeline without being aware that I was going to the timeline to do the work. I thought it was me. Every time I looked to the past, I was identifying with the experience and recreating my present self with it. But today I am wise enough to know all those years, it was my higher self or non-physical self letting me know I made specific goals, agreements, and contracts that I said I would fulfill. And in order to reach my specific goal or outcome, I had to energetically release the grievances or resistance that was not allowing me to move forward. So if you are having a difficult time dealing with your past, this is why we said it's not as bad as you think it is because you are identifying with the past and rematerializing your identity with that data every day. But the reason it don't feel good is because that's not what you're required to do. You are miscreating. This is not to say the traumatic in events in your life did not happen. This is not to say your feelings are not valid. They are. Your experience is real. However, today, you are reimagining again and again the trauma which is putting you in the time loop, and that's what don't feel good. So once we can distinguish the subtlety of looking to the past to create the identity or to recreate the identity, then you're going to take some of the struggle out of your situation because you are releasing the fight. There's no battle. We're not looking back to continue the story or perpetuate the bad things that happen. You're looking back to tell the inner child, it's okay. Everything you're going through will make sense one day. And everything you're going through will make you stronger and wiser, more resourced, more qualified to help another brother or sister who might be going through a similar situation. So the inner child will get your attention the only way it knows how. And that is to throw a tantrum. And maybe we won't see it the same way we see a child throwing a tantrum at a store that's not getting what they want. But you'll feel that way. It will feel like a dissonance, a non-resonance. 
a inner conflict that feels not good. This is the spirit, your spirit, higher self, trying to get your attention and say, this timeline needs healing or this piece of information needs recreation or a deeper understanding. So when you're looking to the past in order to heal the inner child, it's important not to identify with the traumatic events because that's exactly why the inner child's getting your attention so you can integrate those events and process the information and become whole. This inner child is you. It is the aspect of self that uses the imagination confidently and with complete knowingness that whatever you imagine is real. So once we go to the past to heal the inner child and ask how did this situation work in my favor and then assure the inner child all is well, you will be okay. Then we can start accessing this tool that we call imagination to consciously or deliberately begin creating a different reality today. So what might it look like once the inner child is nurtured and becomes an ally to your adult self? What does it look like when you are co-creating with the version of you that accesses imagination so easily? I don't know if there's ever an aha moment or a moment of rest where we've figured it all out and then there's no work to do. Not in a physical experience anyway. So the work is never done. The inner child is a forever companion that would always need your nurturing because it's the part of you that uses the imagination with confidence. So when you are an ally to the inner child, you become a co-creator with your God self. Since it might seem logical that the only way a human can interpret what God is with five senses is through your imagination. The Garden of Eden may be a symbol for the mind. And if you keep your mind clean, God will meet you there. So what will it look like when you're creating with your inner child? It'll look like alignment. It'll look like integration in a sense that you have all your power back and you understand you are a processor of data and not the internalizer of it. We don't need to become the thought or become the belief or memory. It is like units of information that we can pick and choose which information is more in alignment with our preferred reality. So there are steps to take in regards to 
aligning with this master creator or master manifester, which is the aspect of you that accesses imagination. So how would we facilitate the reconnection or reawakening of the inner child? It's to use your imagination more. To understand that your thoughts are a realm of existence and every thought that you think becomes a thing. Maybe not a physical thing, but you're going to feel it first. And Abraham reminds us your vibration will always precede the manifestation. This means, like Buddha said, thoughts become things. And if we can apply that philosophy to the inner child the first six to ten years remember we're the sponge at first and then we start to project everything we absorbed those are your thoughts becoming things so there is a process to manifestation that we do by default you can't not be a manifester on earth because this is what we come here for for our thoughts to become things. But if we are referring to the thoughts from the first 10 years of life, the past trauma, and the distorted philosophy, then this is what you're going to create in your experience. So today, the adult looks at the childhood or the past experiences, and they blame the figures in the experience, we blame our parents, we blame the teachers, we blame the world. And it's not to say that those people or things didn't play a part in your creation. But today, you are creating it by referring to the past data. The adult doesn't suffer we attach to past suffering and bring it into our present experience. Again, this is not to take away any of your suffering or pain. I am simply reminding you, you don't have to suffer. You don't need to attach to those thoughts that don't feel good. And I know people go through things that are very difficult to heal or understand. And it is up to you to decide when you feel strong enough to address the most traumatic points in your life. But if you can rest with the idea that either consciously or by accident, we are perpetuating our own suffering by referring to the data that don't feel so good, then again, you are taking some of the struggle out of your situation and you are empowering yourself enough to start to soothe yourself into a better feeling space. Heal the inner child doesn't mean become delusional and ignore the past events, it means to face the past events and reprocess the info so that you can 
establish the knowingness of how it worked for you and not against you. So if you went through something extremely traumatic that no child should ever have to go through, I just have to assume you are very strong and one of the pioneers on earth today that is a way shower and the welcomer of the new earth. Only through your experience are you qualified to guide another brother or sister. And if you went through traumatic events, we have to assume you promised or agreed to help many brothers and sisters. And how else can you guide a brother or a sister out of the cave unless you've been in and out yourself? I'm not sure what else to say in regards to healing the inner child. I would need to know individual experiences in order to get more specific. But if we looked at it in a general way, it would be wise to understand that you are not the body and you are not the thoughts. You are not what happened to you. You are how you process and move forward from it. So today, I pray Mother Father God gives you all your power back and reminds you that you have been perfectly supported and divinely guided and protected your whole life. And although it may not have felt like that, you have to know it's because we were viewing the experience in a distorted way. Usually, we observe the experiences in a way that we think God is not there, or Source, Universe, however you see it, is not involved. But we forget that we descended first and coming into a physical body you were source pure positive energy focused into a body and earth was so dense you forgot we forgot what we said we would do so we have to know we're not qualified regardless to how good or bad something is to say what it is if we're using our five senses. Only from a higher perspective can we have a deeper understanding that nothing happens to us, it happens in response of us, and even though some things are extremely traumatic, we, from a higher perspective, agreed to the experience, not to the specifics of it, but for the data the information you would get from the experience, you needed the information. You are a biocomputer that processes data in order to recreate or rematerialize you, who you are, your identity. 
So if you are in suffering today, it may be because you are still identifying as that child that needs to hear everything's okay. And you are so loved. And you are perfect how God made you. And there are no solutions to seek. Everything's okay. Earth is just hard sometimes. But you're never alone. So I don't want to end the episode on such a sad note. And again, I'm not sad when I focus on a topic, I sort of connect with the collective consciousness of that topic. So during this episode, I have been tuning into the children of the world. And what I feel guided to let you know about the children, even if they are in a very sad experience from our perspective, I want you to know that they are sort of like galactic scientists that are collecting data for the whole, for all of us. And Earth is a realm that is a free will zone. Anything can happen here. And it's very real. But it's holographical in a sense that we created the scenarios in order to receive the data we said we would get, the information. It's all about knowing ourselves more. So the best way to heal your own inner child and the children around the world is to empower, not to see it in a sad way, to trust that Mother, Father, God is here and only Source knows the plan for our salvation. When we perpetuate the sad story, this is a defense against the truth. It's basically saying, God's not here. And from one perspective, Source isn't here. But it didn't leave us. We left it in order to come into a dense realm to create whatever we want, to be deliberate creators of realities. Have faith that the children going through the most traumatic experiences are like angels, guardian angels, or archangels, ascended masters. They are the radiant ones. They are the beings that can dive into the deepest, darkest parts of the cave and come back to the light untouched because only Source is here. It looks sad, but it's not as sad as we think. It only looks awful if we're only using the five senses. So maybe start asking self, or source, universe, God, however you see it. If you see a sad situation, you might say, God, please show me how that is working in the favor of the highest good, or send the child love or strength, never sorrow. Not, oh, I feel sorry for them. Why would you send that? Be mindful about the thoughts that we 
attached to in regards to children because we are either strengthening them or perpetuating the weakness that we perceive with the five senses. You are so loved and perfectly supported. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers, and your loved ones. Give them permission to help you in all areas. And thank you for tuning in. This episode wasn't very easy for me, and I did not expect that, to be honest. Tune in to the next episode as we answer some questions from some of the TikTok users. And if you are interested in asking a question, you can email AussieLTheOracle at gmail.com. And if you're on TikTok, it's the same name there. Feel free to leave any questions or comments. And I will do my best to answer them in future episodes. I hope you feel good. Be in joy and celebration. Take your power back today. Forgive yourself for what you think you did or didn't do. And forgive the world for everything.